Yeah, I just want to warn you that uh, when I wrote this song, I was listening to The Cure a lot, so. You don't know how much I need you While you're near me This podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Caught my heart about one, two times Don't need to question the reason I'm yours I'm yours I'd move the earth and lose a fight Just to see a smile Cause you got no flaws No flaws I'm not trying to be your part-time lover Sign me up for them full-time I'm yours All yours So what a man gotta do What a man gotta do be totally locked up by you What a man gotta say What a man gotta pray To be last good night and your first good day So what a man gotta do What a man gotta do To be totally locked up by you Hello everyone and welcome to the Lincoln Sal Show, episode number 303. I'm Blake, living beyond my co-host. First of all, the biggest heel in podcasting and a man who really spoiled everybody's fun with brooms the other day. Sal, how you doing? <laughs> uh, my floors are clean and I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> I had to bring it up, dude, I had to. <laughs> You couldn't go on Facebook and complain about it, but not bring it up. Um, <laughs> all right, in studio, 
We have the man, the myth, the legend, our wrestling historian. Mark, Dad, how you doing? I am fine. Hey, I'm just wondering with this broom thing, does it work with electric ones? No, it does not. Whatever right. it is, I did it at work. It did not even work. It did not even work at work. That's the best part. Uh, I work at it. I work with broom. It did not work for me. So, um, first of all, Sal, because the song's going to run off fast. What's the song we're listening to? Uh, this is the new Jonas Brothers entitled What a Man Gotta Do. I like this. It's really catchy. I like this a lot. And I did a cold open because it's Valentine's Day. For those listening, this is Valentine's Day. And I figured, break out an old closet from the wedding singer, Adam Sandler. Somebody kill me. <laughs> I had some fun with that one. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so. All right. Also on the line, we have a new person on our show and a special guest. Um, and Dal, he has entered music. Yep. He hasn't know. run away yet? No, he hasn't <laughs> run away yet. But he had music, so let's play it. on John Parker from Batman. John, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. That was such a good choice for me as well. <laughs> I figured you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> we that haven't discussed sexy. this, but I am obsessed with him. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Knowing you like I know you, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so happy to see him come back recently. Yes. Like, oh yes. my god. Here's the thing John doesn't know. We were supposed to put pyro in there, but it wasn't in the budget. I don't have that kind of budget. No, <laughs> no budget here. No budget here for that. All right. You should have said I could have called my pyro guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sal. Let's start, let's start the show. Help support the show and find all the platinum. You can find the show and other projects we work on at theblagatalshow.com. Yes, and you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies. Uh, Dental floss and more from our T Public store. Just click on the T Public link on our website or go to tpublic.com. Search the Blake and Sal show. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't have a corkscrew? No, we do not. Um, I do want to tell people that this is a little, little behind the scenes trip. Uh, this morning, I got a little bored and I may have made some new logos. So you maybe get new stuff on those new public sides sometime this weekend. So well, just be warned about that. I was bored today. So there you go. This is what happens when I put up a guest record with me and they don't show up for an hour. I get bored. So, <laughs> no, not podcasting not you. for you. Um, so I went to a quick story and John didn't know this story. So, me, I was not, I recorded that minute last week, which is why our show was um, pre taped. So. We were having some tech issues. So what John doesn't know, I'm not using my normal microphone today. Because oh. I, when I was recording the first episode of Bat Minute, my microphone broke. <laughs> so I'm using, oh, no. I'm using Uh-oh. a spare microphone. I have to get it. I, I, I literally use the microphone usually Mandy uses. So <laughs> today, does, does I, I'm a curse. I'm going to break your whole show now. Wait, <laughs> does that mean there's a new microphone coming? No. I haven't ordered it yet. I haven't had a chance to. Yet. Right, right. Yeah, maybe I'll put I'll put that on the Amazon order when I order the um, Jay and Solid Bob reboot DVD. Um, DVD. So there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which I will be doing soon. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's do, let's do it for a short. I'm gonna come back and we'll get into some stuff before we get into the fun stuff. All right, we're back. Um, three quick things. First of all, Mandy this past week was on the Morning Blend here in Milwaukee, yeah. and it's exciting. Yep. And um. John, John, the Morning Blind is a local show here in Milwaukee, and okay. um, she was on it and talking uh, for the Five Hair Climb that's coming up at the beginning of next month, and Mandy will be obviously in that. Ooh, yep. And she's one of the top um, 
the, the top. Um, I can't think of the like fundraisers. Top fund fundraisers for the. Um, why am I having a brain fart today? American Lung. Thank you, American Lung Association. So, um, she was on there, so I have the audio. It's about five minutes or so. I'll play it here, and then the video link will be in the description of the show. Before I play the audio, Dad, um, you were there. Yeah. What was the experience like? The morning blend. Uh, kind of. Um, I guess you say surreal. Because everything that she's worked hard for towards this is now being talked about, uh, not only by American Lung and Herb, but also by the co-host on the Morning Blend nice and asking say, questions. Yeah. And then, basically, they got it. How can I put it? They got to her first before the lady from American Lung yeah, was there. Yeah, you heard all the audio. It yeah. got weird. And, it got really weird. And the thing <laughs> is, um, is, it was brought up why she does this. Yes. And, and I do love the promotion for band of bands. By the way, that yep. was fun. That was a fun thing. And and this year it's going to be in memory of uh, yes. mom. Yes. So I mean, seeing some of the pictures on there was uh, that was crazy to watch. I'm watching uh, this at work, uh, and it was really rude to watch. Yeah, it, it was really strange. It, it was a little emotional for me, and I kind of teared up. And yeah. you know, but uh, hey, I'm proud of what she's doing. I'm proud of what she's done, and how much she's accomplished. And uh, you know, I can see. Bigger and better things down the road for this. So, all right. Um, so we'll play audio now. Welcome back, everybody. The U.S. Center in downtown Milwaukee is 47 floors high, making it the tallest building in the state. So why would anyone want to take the stairs? <laughs> some climb solo. Some climb with a team of family or friends. Some even climb to beat their time from last year. But the reason they all do it is to help people with lung disease. Here with more information on this year's event is Rachel Wiesner, a Fight for Air co-chair who climbs in memory of her mom who died from lung cancer, along with Mandy Riley, who climbs in honor of her mom who died from COPD. Thanks for being here, both of you. Morning, Thank you. Thank you. You know, I think um, this is an incredible event, and it's so cool to be able to see those pictures and the view and all of that. It's such a, a, a great feat that you can accomplish, but it's really for such an important cause. It is, and you know, for Mandy and I, our lives were touched, unfortunately, by lung disease, so it's closer to our hearts because of that. Mm -hmm. And you're both so young, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Mandy, you just lost your mom, was it just two months ago? Two months ago. Yeah, yes. and she had COPD, yes. right? It, that, and, and that's a progressive It illness? is. She battled for about 10 years. Wow, okay. And that picture, I think, is so <laughs> sweet and so great that you had that picture taken, I think, as a memory um, for you. Um, but seeing your mom struggle obviously made you want to participate in this event. Yes, without a doubt. Um, this is my fifth climb, and it used to be in honor of her. This year it's in memory of her, and um, I, I wouldn't be anywhere else or doing anything else. Mm -hmm. um, those bracelets we saw are actually one thing you make to raise money, right? Yes, um, they're Manda bands. I hand make them. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Manda bands. <laughs> um, I hand make them and I sell them for $10. And I, this is my fourth year being a top fundraiser. Wow. Good for you. That is incredible. And and you're a co-chair. Yes. So climbing is also special to you. It's, it, it, it's exciting to get people to be involved. What does it take for someone to get involved and to climb as well? You just need to go onto the website and sign up. Um, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, do you need to be an athlete? Right. Because <laughs> it is don't. hard. I say you need perseverance and a really good playlist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that will help. Yes. <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you can even get some training if you are concerned mm -hmm. about making it to the top, right? You can. We've got a couple coming up um, in, in downtown Milwaukee. So please visit the website to to look at you know those opportunities. The it, training it, Yeah, it, it's achievable. It's not easy, but it's, it's achievable. Yeah. Well, what's new or special this year? 
I am so excited to say that for the first year in 12 years, we are able to live stream the finish line at the oh, top of the tower ooh, nice. for the first time. So those you know, family and friends who come down to uh, visit us and to support us will able, be able to see us cross the finish line at the 41st floor. That's Super really cool. Yeah. Got her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Going <laughs> up those stairs. Tell us about your mom. How long yeah. ago did she pass away? She passed away in 2014. Okay. So for me, the initial climb eight years ago for me was an athletic test. Can mm -hmm. I do this? She was diagnosed in 2012. So I was doing it, you know, in, in to, you know, support in the honor. cause in mm -hmm. honor. And now I do it in memory of her. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's good that you, you mentioned you don't have to be athletic. It is hard, though. Oh. I mean, it, I mean, you. I think like yeah. within six floors, you feel your own lungs burning. But having done it, every every few floors, there's all these motivational signs. And there's so many names and people have written names. Yeah. And I, I think someone will, will think, well, do I have to do it if I know someone's struggling? You don't have to know someone. You can truly just help support the cause. 100%. Um, for me, the energy around this event and the spirit of the event is just... Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's tangible, it's palpable, it's, it's exciting. Anthem's returning as one of our sponsors and they do the, um, the firefighter challenge. Yeah. So for people yeah. who are coming to support us, full gear. to watch yeah. the firefighters do it in full gear is extraordinary. It is. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that for you ladies, having done this for a number of years, you see a lot of re return visitors yeah. to the climb. It's a reunion. It becomes yeah. a reunion. Yeah, it really is. And no matter how much you think you will get used to it, <laughs> it's it's hard, but I think of my mom and how much she struggled yeah. to breathe. So it's it's just an incredible feeling at the top too. Yeah. Is it true that a few people go and do it again the same day? Yes, we have ultimate climbers who <laughs> some do it five times. No what? way! Yeah, that is incredible. Holy smokes! It's <laughs> one thousand and thirty-four stairs, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Good playlist. Good yeah. playlist. Yes. <laughs> Get good a little shoes. training. Some good shoes. Yeah. yeah, that's important too. It's happening Saturday, March 7th. I bet you want teams to sign up to register. So you get a Most lot of definitely. people going. And that's how you do the fundraising too. Yes. If you go to fightforairclimb.org slash Milwaukee, you can find out more, find out about the registration because you kind of sign up for different times, right? Correct. To do the climb. They're like waves mm -hmm. of groups. Waves of climbers. And then the live streaming thing at the top is exciting. Yeah. And you get a medal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Do you sell your bracelets at the event? Um, no, I don't. But if you check out Manda Bands on Facebook, you okay. can place orders there. Awesome. Love it. Great to see you both. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Guys. Appreciate it. Um, so this past week, um, obviously everyone knows I host the Fives and Mighty Ducks, and um, the show's currently a hiatus as I'm recording season two. Um, well, this past week, the other Mighty Ducks podcast, the one that's been around a lot longer than my show, the Quack Attack podcast, yes, that's a show that's happening out there, um, they broke the news um, that Disney Plus is launching a new Mighty Ducks sequel series officially. And um, so it was a treat for us here on over on D5. I talked to Mike from the Quack Attack podcast and with all the, with the details he found out and their interview they did. So we'll hear from that here right now on the crossover segment with D5.
on the line, a little crossover action going on here from the Quack Attack podcast. We have Mike Florick. Mike, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, welcome to D5. Welcome to my world. Thank you. Appreciate it. No nice problem. to be on. Yes. There is another Mighty Ducks podcast beside you guys out there. So <laughs> Yeah, it's good. Well, I think we need more of it. Yes, so um, but for those listening, we are right in the middle of the hiatus between Season 1 and Season 2. Season 2 is starting in April, for those who are catching on, because Mike's here. So, Season 2 starts the first weekend of April. So, anyway, let's talk about the reason we are here. Disney Plus made a big announcement this week, and it is that the Mighty Ducks television show is a go. <laughs> um, I will say you guys broke the news, so let's start with that. How did you guys break the news this week, for those who don't know? Uh, well, we've been uh, we've been at it for a while now. and We've uh, we talked to Steve Brill in the past, the creator and writer of the original Mighty Ducks, and he's back on for the TV series. So uh, just started seeing some rumors and uh, stuff like that popping up, and I just started uh, emailing him from when he came on our show uh, a while ago. It was about two and a half years ago, and he... Uh, was was sort of just uh, being coy and saying, "Hey, like we gotta wait. Some things are in the works. We gotta wait. We gotta wait." But he uh, eventually let us know that he would tell us first, and uh, he came through and did. So that's how we sort of got to Steve Brill, and he's a good guy. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an exciting time for us, an exciting time for everybody who likes Mighty Ducks. Yeah, it, it's a pretty big deal. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I remember when the rumors came out when. Disney Plus first announced, and they said we're doing they're doing a Mighty Duck series, and I'll be the first to admit I kind of cringed a little because <laughs> as much as I love hockey and I I love um, Mighty Ducks, I did not know what to make of it. But then High School Musical the series happened, and I'm like, okay, they win me over. What do they got? What do they got from the Mighty Ducks? So what what yeah. do you what do yeah, you know think- is happening in this show? Yeah, so it is uh, based on the press release they released yesterday. Uh, that would be what Wednesday. Yes, and um, kind of our speaking with Steve Brill. So it's it's going to follow a thirteen year old kid, and he is going to get kicked off of. It certainly seems like the actual Mighty Ducks is going to get kicked off of, um, and him and his mom, who's played by Lauren Graham, uh, she's in Gilmore Girls and a couple other things too. Yes, Parenthood uh, for those like me. I love Parenthood, so there you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, he and his mom come out and, and start another team, and at some point, um, they I would assume cross paths with a Gordon Bombay, and uh, according to Brill, they they sort of connect up with Gordon Bombay, fill in the gaps of kind of where he's been the last uh, 29 years here. And um, it sounds like he's pretty sort of down on his luck here at the beginning. So that's sort of the the genesis of it. And we got a whole new cast of kids. And uh, uh, we got boys, we got girls, we got uh, some Molly kids, we got uh, Laotian kids. Uh, Brill said he's really tapping into the diversity uh, in Minnesota and kind of the, the makeup of that city in Minneapolis there. So uh, it should be a pretty interesting uh, thing other than that, in terms of the plot, he is, it's sort of a wait and see until it comes out here. Oh, true. Well, well, for you though, what what do you think of this series happening? I mean, you you've been covering my ducks a lot longer than I have. So, um, what do you think <laughs> of this series happening? Yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic. I think uh, having 
the original writer and creator back and working on it is a good sign. I think uh, he's got producing partners who uh, were there as well. So I'm optimistic about it. I I, I think it's uh, better to be uh, sort of optimistic going in than to be pessimistic and just nitpicking everything. So I think it will be enjoyable. I don't know uh, if it will reach quite the same level as our original Mighty Ducks here, where we have multiple podcasts talking about it uh, 29, 30 years later. But I think uh, it's tough for it to really go very south, I think. Yeah, like you said, there will be a new set of kids, and I'm a hockey guy. So I'm a, I'm a diehard hockey guy. So I, I'll watch this because it's hockey. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of people like me who grew up with the Mighty Ducks franchise being like, well, there's a Mighty Ducks show. Why is this happening? What's going on? And at least the middle of that is coming back, though. So that might help bridge the gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a nice uh, nostalgia play for the older people like us and then they're going to be able to introduce their uh, kids and their families to it so it's sort of a passing from generation to generation it's pretty smart I think they're really sort of I think modeling it after the success of Cobra Kai uh, which is a YouTube series obviously Mm -hmm. following up basically on the Karate Kid 30, 40 years later, whenever that was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't think I watched that, but I, I know, like I said, I did watch High School Musical, the musical series, and that show blew me away. So I didn't expect them to do such a good job when it came to, like, we're, <laughs> we're going to do a new series, but we're going to recognize the old series, and we're going to talk about the movies, the original stories, and I hope this show is like that for the Mighty Ducks universe. Yeah, I think, as Brill said, he... He said, uh, you know, everybody's going to sort of be involved and, and there might just be some uh, things thrown in there that you'll notice. That, hey, maybe a fireman that's just in the scene is somebody you recognize from the past. So I think there will be a lot of that and a lot of uh, lip service for the old fans. That's good. I, I know they – I listened to your interview. And um, I will say, I think he said Adam Banks' kid is involved in this. If you didn't say that already. That's a big deal. I think that's cool. It's a good bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that one surprised me as well. He said, "I don't think this kid uh, he's he's going to be playing hockey. It sounds like he plays for the Ducks now, and uh, sounds like the Hawks are coming back in some form. They've got a, a redesigned jersey. So, uh, yeah, that was sort of the biggest, I think, fun fact. I think he dropped uh, that, other than just sort of the general plot outline. Cool. And finally, um, back when I set the show up, Sal. I wanted to go back to our archives because it's Valentine's Day. And I wanted to go back to our archives. A lot of our archives got lost on the transfer from the new server. And uh-huh. so this this clip, this little this little clip I'm going to play here for everybody, is um, from episode number 49. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes. This goes all the way back to, 20, to 2014 when we did this show. And this is our um, Valentine's theme playlist that we did. Um, it's anti-Valentine's Day playlist. <laughs> yes. And, and it's top five list of our top five anti-Valentine's Day songs. It's just me and Sal. Okay. And it's a fun 25-minute playlist. I'm top five list for everybody to go back and have some fun. So, are we going to say something before we click in? Okay, Sherman. Let's uh, set the Wayback Machine to, what, 2014? 2014. Here we okay. go. <laughs> 
Um, we are doing the top five anti-Valentine's Day song. This should be fun. I do warn people that are listening in an office, plug your headphones in. If you haven't already, because of Lynn kit, plug your headphones in. <laughs> for the next, like, 20 minutes. So. For the record, I can't believe I forgot to put this song on my list. <laughs> you know what? I did the same thing, and I added, like, two songs this morning to my, to my list. So I had to <laughs> I should have my gay card revoked for forgetting this song. Anyway, let's get into things. Sal, this should be fun. This is one of those fun top five lists that I had planned a while ago. So, number five, what do you got? Uh, my number five song is uh, The All American Rejects and Gives You Hell. <laughs> there is a Glee version out there. I believe Michelle sings, but it's not the light you're watching. Oh, when you see my face, hope it gives you hell. Hope it gives you hell. When you walk my way, hope it gives you hell. Hope it gives you hell. Now where's your picket fence, love? Wow. So explanation for this letter is even a lot. It's just so fitting. The lyrics are perfect. Yeah, I, 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 when they play the performance on Glee, the whole theme of the show was hello. And then Rachel sings it's like, well, half the word is in there. <laughs> they found a way. Which made me laugh. I have to admit, it made, it made me chuckle. All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, my number five. This is um a song I actually forgot about till this morning. And I threw this on here. I had to throw this on here. It is um, Three Days Grace. I hate everything about you. Oh yeah. Every time we lie awake. Yeah, I was sitting here this morning going to show stuff. I'm like, I feel like other songs that I can make on this list, and I found one which I'm playing all the time. And then I, like, oh shit, I forgot about this song. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have to include this. Just trying to get to the hook here. But I love this song. It's just all pumped up too. Comments on the song as we get to the hook. It's uh, <laughs> it's very fitting. <laughs> Days in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I think this is out of the Devil's DVD in 2003. <laughs> oh, Alright, number four. Go for it. Just a quick production note while I'm going to make my uh, number 5.5 glory gainer. Um, <laughs> my, my number four song is. Um, one of those songs that after the breakup and uh, you're feeling kind of pissed off, 
uh, it's just, it holds true. And it's uh, Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River. And I haven't heard this song in Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, a long time since I've heard this song. Wait for the words to get You are my sun. You are my earth. You didn't know all the ways I loved you. No. So you took a chance. Of a plan, but I bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down. No, you don't have to say what to do. This is one of the most uh, best FU songs out there. Oh, and tell me later on what. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'm flashing back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, my number four is kind of obscure. <laughs> it's actually from the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. Jeez. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's it's actually a band called Shooter, and the song is called "Life's a Bitch." This could hold true for any day. <laughs> Actually, the chorus is what really got me on this one, so I'm like, I have to Why does it sound like semi-charmed life? You know, it's funny, it does sound like that. But then you hear it, it's like, oh no, this is not semi-charmed life. <laughs> you know, it's funny, I don't remember where on the show they played this song. <laughs> or how they get away with playing this song on the show back in the 90s. <laughs> what do I got? Tell me who makes the rules. Let's move on. I, I, you're number three, Dawson. I didn't want to note that. <laughs> Life's a bitch and then you die. Word. Very fitting words. Um, <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> my number three is um, probably one of the best oh, yeah, I out agree. there. I'll agree. Uh, it's, you know, I don't even think this needs an introduction. Let's just, let's just play it. If you don't know this song, there's something really wrong with you. <laughs> right now, he's probably slow dancing with a beach blonde tramp, and she's probably getting thirsty. Right now, he's probably buying her some fruity little drink, cause she can't shoot whiskey. Right now, he's probably up behind her with a blue stick, showing her how to shoot a combo. And you don't know 
Oh god, that song was everywhere. <laughs> I wonder if that song was written about Tony Romo. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was um, what song was that? Um, Cabo Casanova. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, well, meh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. Anyway, moving on. My number three. I get a little bit obscure, but for New York, for some Broadway people, will enjoy this one. This is actually from the Wedding Singer Broadway show. I was the, the Wedding Singer for somebody popping in my head the minute we started. The, hence why we started off with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Uh-huh. This is from the, um, this is called Casualty of Love, sung by Stephen Lynch. And, um, I'll just let it play out so you can hear the words. I thought I had the kind of love you find in fairy tales. But then my girl ripped out my heart with their plastic press on nails. So if you felt <laughs> the kind of pain this loser's singing of, then let me hear you say it. I'm a casualty of love. Just a casualty of love. I'm a casualty of love. Tell me about it. I put a top hat on my cat, then asked him to my prom. I was stood up by my date, and by date, I mean my mom. Each night I open up my mouth and give those drinkies a shove. Well, I know why you do it. You're a casualty of love. I'm a casualty of love. Just a casualty of love. I'm a casualty of love. Like you're for one You're from different <laughs> walks of life and different points of view. But we come together now. Loves a trap, loves a hot chick with the clap, loves a hoax, loves a tease, a pinata full of fees, loves a joke, loves a scam, a sergeant slaughter by the staff, loves a wound, watch it bleed, loves the only thing I <laughs> I love the turned water up right in the middle of the chorus. If you laugh every time I hear it. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Alright, my, num- my number two is um, the newest song on my top five list. Um, I just feel that, that it's fitting, um, and that would be one of my new favorite songs, Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. At least he's closed on the album cover. We clawed, yeah. we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. We kissed, I fell under your spell of love No one could deny Don't you ever say I just walked away I will always want you I can live life I will Oh, it's so good though. No, it's a really good song. I don't like the song, but it is very fitting for our one. <laughs> I can't argue. Oh, that. it's so good. I can't argue that. Very fitting for us. <laughs> All right, let's move on. My number two 
is um, a song I heard a couple of years ago, country song. Um, do you remember Evan and Jarrett from Crazy as Girls? Yes. All right. Well, Jarrett <laughs> went off on his own. Yes, he did. And did the Jarrett in the Long Road Home, Long Road, Wrong Road to Love, and came out with a song, the first single. I think it might be their only single. <laughs> yeah, probably. And it's Pray For You. I haven't been to church since I don't remember when Things were going great till they fell apart again So I listened to the preacher as he told me what to do He said you can't go hating others who have done wrong to you Sometimes we get angry but we must not condemn let the good Lord do his job You just pray for them Here we go <laughs> I pray your brakes go out running down a hill I pray a flower pot falls from a windowsill And knocks you in the head like I'd like to Awesome I pray your flying high Stars, I pray all your dreams never come true. Just know wherever you are, honey, I pray for you. <laughs> I forgot about that song. It's a great song. All right. Now, believe it or not, this is like only happened, I think, one other time we've done lists. Uh-huh. We both have to stay number one. <laughs> I, I, it stunned me when I saw your little... We have to. So I will play our number one song, and I think this needs no introduction, right, Sal? No, not at all. Again, another stand along, everybody. <laughs> So, um, over the, so, on, um, Saturday, we went to, um, our friend Rihanna's birthday party, <laughs> uh-huh. and there was a cover band at the Bar Mirror at. <laughs> and okay. surprisingly really good. Didn't expect them to be as good as they were. I got some videos that are up on Facebook. For those yes, I saw on Facebook, yep. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. So they did this song. <laughs> and you talked about an entire bar in unison singing along with a song. <laughs> Come on, it's great. It was awesome. But yeah, everyone, everyone loves this song. I think. <laughs> I'm shocked you went almost a year without playing this song. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a whole better time than now. I have no idea how we did that. All right, let's move on to auto mentions. We already know Hurricaner. We played that in the opening. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that song. I am shocked. I didn't think about it, actually. <laughs> so, all right. Honorable mention. Go for it. All right. Uh, I have three. 
Uh, my first one is Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone. singing along in my car to the song right after yeah yeah i like to throw in a motherfucker of course <laughs> of course of course all right <laughs> uh, moving on next up um an oldie but a goodie and that's alanis morissette you ought to know i'm shocked i forgot this song want you to know And uh, my last honorable, um, actually the first song I thought of when I was coming up with this list, and that's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Pink, You and Your Hand. Never heard it before. Really? Never. Oh, it was a huge hit here on the East Coast. Check it out, going out on the late night, looking tight, feeling nice, it's a cockfight. Can tell, I just know that it's going down tonight. At the door, we don't wait because we know them. At the bar, six shots just beginning. That's when Dick hit put his hands on me. I'm shocked as much as I love pink. I never heard this song before. <laughs> wow. I'm shocked too. As much as I love pink. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, mine, my honorable mentions, I have four. One is an old classic song that I had to include on here somewhere. And it's um, the Jay Gill's man, Love Sings. <laughs> yes. I hear the big of the out of hell in her. Yeah. Like, she loves that other guy. So I go till the day you die. This thing they call love is gonna make you cry. I hate you. I'm gonna lose the reds and the pinks. One thing for sure. 
No complicated whatsoever there. <laughs> Alright, um, my next one, I would do a little, I, I actually added some rock songs out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is actually Godsmack. <laughs> and it's the enemy. Um, we have Puddle of Mud. Okay. With She Hates Me. Oh my god, I forgot about this. Met a girl, thought she was grand. Fell in love, found out firsthand. Went well for a week or two. Throw back the memories of this one too. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Never thought I'd be the one who slept. Then I started to realize I was living one big lie. She fucking hates me. Trust, she fucking hates me. Love, love, love. I tried All right. to and finally, um. I'm like, how do I not have a bare naked lady song on here anyway? <laughs> how do I do this list without my favorite band of all time on here? <laughs> and this is um a song I can find out. Was it low key? There's a lot of low key songs on there. I wanted to go up tempo. And this is Too Little Too Late. top five was so now we're back before we get into wrestling we're doing one more commercial break because i have a new sponsor coming on our show this season then when we come back from the break sal i have a treat for everybody okay hit the wrestling intro and then we're going to do is something we haven't done in a long long time and everyone sees in the nose and wondering what the hell dad is not seeing my notes he doesn't know what's going on we have a music break right after yes and this is important. This is part of the wrestling world. So it's a music break that ha- I should play here. Because I couldn't find another place to play this, and I didn't want to wait another week to play it. All right. So, <laughs> let's, let's do the commercial, hit the wrestling intro, and we'll play our song. Can somebody call for the Easter boy Ric Flair to come on here and say a thing or two? You all deserve this. Out of the sea. 
under the sea. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. I could have with her. What a wonderful phrase. <laughs> Stop. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. So, Sal, why don't tell everybody who, who's singing the song? <laughs> this is uh, Bowling for Soup, and the uh, conveniently titled song, Alexa Bliss. Yes! This is an actual single that came out this week. Is this it's legit! Is this one of the perks for the personage for getting a right? It's a, nothing to do with that, I don't think. I thought maybe, fun. maybe he had connections or something. John, have you heard this song before? Right, yeah, I just heard it about two days ago. Um, because I... Right, I I come from like an old school punk background, so pop punk was never really my thing. So I was like, ah, bowling for soup, but they passed me by a little bit. But as soon as I saw the title of this come up on my, it was YouTube recommended. I was like, oh my god, what? Because it had a picture of Alexa there as well. I was like, she can't be in the video. She's yes. in the video. She's in the video. <laughs> and it's great, and she's having fun. And am I right? Uh, I heard that she sort of did it because they heard that she was a fan of the band growing up. She is a fan of the band. She is yeah, band. yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, all, right, okay, let's write a song for you. Yeah, Sal. It all started with a tweet because uh, apparently from what I've read, 
he was at um, the Royal Rumble with his son and tweeted out to her saying, hey, we're big fans, we're here. Mm. And she invited them backstage after the show or whatever, and that's how it all started. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And this song is like taken over everywhere. Like it's a massive song now on like Spotify and on iTunes. Like this song has exploded. Like, I've had it on at least fifteen times already. It, it's become a, it's part of my morning mix now at work. It's become more of my morning mix. Like, I love this song. It's so catchy. So so what's next? Fountains of Wayne with I wanna date the Lux of Bless's mom. Oh jeez. Well fun oh. This is very though. Well, Funny part is, it's very girl the bad guys want, which is why I love the fact that they reference it because it's straight up girl the bad guys want this song. Like it's so catchy. Like it's, it's just like yeah, it's like that, but it, you know, even better in my eyes because it's about Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and, you know, everyone can stand to be more like Alexa Bliss. And we're we are messing with so many people with Alexas right now. But if I note that, <laughs> so many people with Alexas during this conversation alone. It's got oh, that God. wonderful, nice beat that you can work out to. It's it fun. Yeah, it, gets, yeah. it gets you pumped up. It really yeah, gets yeah. you all pumped up. So that that was my way of getting us into things and getting us into a good mood to get started into the wrestling section of our show. Um, real fast, I want to address something. And Sal, this will be more addressed later. Um, a little spoiler from AEW this week. I don't try. I try not to do spoilers when we do Thursday shows because Sal hasn't watched AEW yet. But Ooh. something happened on social media, on our social media, Sal, that I have to address this. Oh, okay. Um, so, last night, AEW, Nyla Rose beat Rio for the Women's Championship. Oh, wow. So, that's big huge. deal. Big deal. Yes, that's Very big huge. deal. That's huge. But, so I put the picture up this morning because I was trying to taste spoiler free for Sal last night while he was at work. So, I put the picture up this morning after I knew Sal was asleep. And I um, went to just on my day, and all of a sudden I get a message. Somebody put a comment on it saying, quote on quotation marks, women's championship, because obviously oh. she's transgender, obviously. And I immediately jumped on it. I'm like, I don't want this shit on our page. I just don't want this on our page. I'm like, we're very LGBT community supported. That's what we are, you know? And he jumped on it. This whole, this whole conversation is deleted because he realized how dumb he sounded. <laughs> um, he went and said, um, I don't. I, what's the difference between this and Roman Reigns putting on a dress and spearing Becky Lynch to win the women's championship? Oh, that's actually wow. kind of funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, the visual that's hysterical. I didn't even say that when I responded. The visual of Roman Reigns' dress is hysterical. Not gonna lie. But <laughs> that would be like comparing Nyla Rose to Vito back when he used to wear a dress. Like it's not the same. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, it shows a very like. It shows a big lack of understanding on these kinds of issues. I know. Completely and utterly. Yeah, it's crazy how that happened. So I just no want one, to address no that one... right away. If you're, you, if you have this attitude, I even said this on our Instagram stories this morning. If you have this attitude, do us all a favor and don't listen to the show. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you because that's nonsense I, I don't want to deal with. I hate those internet trolls. I figure they can sit behind a keyboard and do this and figure, you know, they're going to basically make their voices heard. Okay, that's great. That's it, great if you have an if, opinion that's valid. That's just it. <laughs> I mean, if, if you have a one-sided opinion then and, and it's hateful, keep it to yourself. Sally, comment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still picturing Roman Reigns in the dress spirit. <laughs> he might be beautiful in a dress. <laughs> just a cell. So we'll put one for on a trampoline with barbed wire. So I had to share that because it was funny and I had to. So, 
All right, let's move on. We have to. Get, we have a lot going on. By the way, John, it's funny. We have a full show with the guests, so there's a lot of news to cover before we get to our Rock and Hate review. So it's all I'm talking about here. It's fun. Hey, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's start with the big story that broke literally minutes after we got off the air two weeks ago. <laughs> like, like always. Uh, WWE yeah. co-presidents uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson were fired. Yes. Um, shocked everybody. This one shocked everybody on the WWE mm. side. Um, and this is literally days before they're going to release the, the newest financial report. Um, <laughs> coincidence, I wonder. Um, so it does this have something to do with the um, investigation that's going on by the feds with unrelated. WWE? Unrelated. Unrelated. Okay, just check. This is a bigger oh, deal. Wait, 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 wait. What investigation? I do want to explain about... that part, though. Uh, yeah, I want to know. What are you talking about? They are being investigated for uh, possible insider trading and stock. They're going to say possible because I don't want to get in trouble. Yes, <laughs> for possible insider trading and stock fraud. So. I had heard that. What? I don't think it's to do with this because other things were going on at the financial report that had to How do with that. How Martha Stewart of them? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the financial report came out. The full audio, by the way, is over at the Wrestling Daily. I'll put a link in our thing. Cause, but I do warn you, unless you have heavy interest in financial stuff, don't listen to this because it's boring as fuck. <laughs> 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 I listened to it, and I may have fall asleep standing up making dinner. It was still fucking yeah, boring. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> anything they're saying. <laughs> so, but it's hysterical. That, that was the same day they put up a Tessa Blanchard, like, wrestling press conference he had a press for Tessa Blanchard on the same show so you have this like in storyline like Tessa Blanchard thing and then right afterwards it's this like super serious financial thing on the same show <laughs> it's so weird but I was gonna reach the audience some audio for us but honestly I didn't want to, listen to do it again so <laughs> I got some once was for. far too much yeah I got some quotes for us this is from Vince on a financial report by the way so does everybody realizes the um the number, the actual like financial side of things, they're making more money than ever before. But oh. the WWE Network numbers are the lowest they've been in years. Oh, are we talking oh. about subscribers? Yes, the numbers okay. have gone down. If right. you haven't heard this one yet, they're cutting house shows because attendance has gone down. So, like, a lot of negative things are happening. Hmm. So, well, I'll be honest, right? The only I have the network, and the only yeah. things I watch on it at the moment are NXT related. Fair enough. I can't be bothered with most of the content. See, I, I love a good 24 special, which I'm still behind on. I saw the Oh, I do like those, yeah. I love the 24, 7, the 24 specials, and I love 365. I don't miss, I don't miss NXT takeovers, and I'm, me and Sal made a point to watch every pay-per-view. So it's like, it's oh. one of those things. Once in a while, the ride-along stories are yeah, great. Yeah, those are fun. Me and Mandy watch those. Yeah. Me and Mandy do love those stuff. But so Vince jumped on here, and I'm going to try to read this as much as I can, because we have a lot to cover. Here we go. Can you do it in Vince voice, I though? can't. My voice is... My voice right. Right. It's, been, it's been a long day. We have a lot of options. We could continue on where we on where we are now with an enhancement of a tier. We also have an option right now. There's no better time to exercise the selling of our rights to all the majors. And he's talking about the big four. Who, quite frankly, all the majors are really clamoring for our content. So that could be a significant increase in terms of revenue. Um, he did not continue, he did not confirm any men by this, but he said something will be announced in the first quarter, which is sometime in the next couple of months, probably, probably before or just after WrestleMania. 
I don't know what this actually means. The, the people talking about sound like they want to, they might be selling off the rights of the big four through like another streaming service or like to a network or something like that. Sal, what do you think? If if it's true and they want to sell the the uh, the the big four or the uh, the big five or whatever it is now to like Amazon because I heard Amazon was a big I've heard a lot of, of that. Peacock is also a thing too. I'm gonna be pissed because I'm paying for this fucking network to buy, to watch these pay per views. I agree. And if and if they're gonna sell it off to another streaming service that I have to pay for, they can go fuck themselves. Dad, what do you think? My whole thing is when Vince started this whole idea with the network and everything, and he was pressuring the now defunct organizations to get video of wrestlers so he can put it in his archives, like WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old NWA, uh, the um, other uh, territories that basically got up, blew up, like WCW. Uh, and he was pressuring him for all their media content so that well, you can show it on the network. So now you're telling me that all these organizations that you went and got the rights for for video, now you want to sell them off to somebody else? I mean, that's just counterproductive in my point. And it also shows me that, A, you don't have any faith in your own business and, and, and the network, and, and B, that you're, you're just in it not for the business, but you're in it for the money, and you don't really give a shit about your talent. And, to, and that as a good boss, that's not good for business. Yeah, I know. It's, John, any thoughts? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult one, that, because... I mean, I, I subscribe already to Amazon, but I wouldn't like to see any of this stuff go. I, I like that they're consolidating it all into one place. The, the network is a great place. Like, I can go, I can watch all WCW, I can watch current stuff. You can even go way further back. It, it's fantastic. I think they should keep expanding it. Like, there were rumors a few years ago they were going to bring a few more, before NXT UK, a few more uh, UK companies in, like ICW and things, and get them on the network. They promised us. That big tier yeah, service. and that's um, not even happened yet. I want this. <laughs> yeah, I want the tier service that way. If you want to raise the price a little bit and put the tier service in, I'm all for that. I would love yeah. more content. Give me more content. You know, before the network even started, there was always a rumor that they wanted to have an all-wrestling channel where all you mm. got to do is go to this streaming service. Which is what they have, really, and, right and, now. And basically you can watch stuff from way back and, and currently. So... What Vince has to realize is as he was basically getting all the stuff for this network together and figuring he was going to be the only one in business, well, mm. now that he's realizing these other organizations are up and coming, I think he's finally realized he's worried because he's not the only fish in the sea now. I know. We'll get into everything in a minute. Um, we'll get more news as we go, clo- go go along. I just wanted to throw it out there now so that we know it's out there. And if anything gets announced, keep on. A lot of things get announced at these at these financial reports, and nothing ever happens. This is yeah. the same guy that went and said that he had an idea how to fix house shows. And the last house show I went to, we left. She had to leave early because it was too damn late, and he was bored. So <laughs> keep that in mind. So, <laughs> trust me, um, John. Go back to that rant on the show a couple like a year ago. That was that was awful. Oh, that's a shame to hear though, because like, whenever I've been to a house show. Uh, well, whatever. I suppose it might be a bit different over here because we get the the UK the equivalent of a house show. You get the big tours. 
yeah, they're always more fun than when they bring like Raw to the UK. I I find. I'm not gonna rant about this again, but I'm just gonna throw this out there, John. Revival versus Rudin Gable, mm. 45 minutes. <laughs> 45 Whoa. minutes. Whoa. Sorry. Okay, that's unexpected. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. It depends. That, yeah. So it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> so here's the thing, Vince. Work on improving your product that's first. That's what everyone else has been saying, too. The numbers will go up, but the product's better. There you go. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's simple, isn't it? But Vince never pays attention to that. <laughs> and Freddie Prentice Raw is better than SmackDown right now. We'll get into all that. Okay, Sal, continue <laughs> on with the news. Uh, WWE announced uh, WrestleMania Hollywood on March 28, 2021 at the not-yet-built SoFi Stadium in Hollywood Park in the probably most dangerous part of America, Englewood, California. <laughs> I, by the way, I'd like to thank WWE for naming WrestleMania for us this year. We don't have to make one up this time. Yay! <laughs> so are we going to have like little vignettes that we saw with uh, Morrison and Miz? Can I say something? If, if, they, if they can do one thing for me going into WrestleMania Hollywood, much like they did for WrestleMania 21, WrestleMania goes to Hollywood, not to be confused, back in, back in 2005. Can we have some more of those fun little, like, parody videos, please? Like, <laughs> those fun parodies. Oh, they were amazing. I love yeah. those. Those yep. are my favorite. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, please. Uh, like, and we were because I was listening to, I think it was listening to um, JR show last week, catching up on JR show, and they were talking about the 2005 Royal Rumble, and they were talking about the big Rumble video, the one that did West Side Story. That's what it reminded me of. Mm. That's what popped in my brain when they announced WrestleMania Hollywood. So, <laughs> so. Um, Sal, apparently backstage, I, I have to start watching the show, apparently, because they keep announcing shit on backstage, because two of our stories here from WWE are on backstage, so go ahead. <laughs> it's too damn late. Uh, WWE announced that John Cena will be on SmackDown on February 28th. Yes, the day after Saudi Arabia. John Cena's back. Wow. <laughs> That's a big deal, actually. It's a bigger deal than I realized sometimes. Him and his long hair? I don't know what haircut he's going to have. The JBL bowl cut. As I His hair looks weird now. Oh, I don't like it. Like I said, the JBL bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I haven't told CJ yet. I'm not going to tell him until they actually mention it on SmackDown because I wanted to his reaction. They announced Cena's back. <laughs> really, um, what do you think Cena's here for, though? Sal, who do you think? What's going on here? Um, he's probably taking um, Triple H's spot and going to be having a... Uh, Mania match announcement of some sort. Who do you, who would you put him in with though? Who would you put him in with? Uh, oh gosh, um, <laughs> somebody new, um, but I I don't know. I yeah, couldn't I'm even begin to think. Too. I'm torn this one too. I'm John. What do you think? <sighs> That's a tough one because I I also do think he's going to come back for a Mania match, right? I can't imagine what else he's doing. Um, who would he be up against? It's got to be someone new, as you say. But in my eyes, the, the new person has to beat Cena. Because that's the whole point. But yeah. then I don't trust Vince to not just go, ah, give John the win. <laughs> well, remember, they did have that weird series with Roman Reigns where Roman won every single match against Cena. I will never understand that series, by the way. <laughs> that was strange. Yeah, it was, was very different. One. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it's got to be someone that's current. Um... The problem is, he went on Raw. If it was, was going to be on Raw, I could think of a whole lot of people done on SmackDown. Like, I really can't. What, what about Cena going against uh, the Monday Night Messiah? 
but that's not new though, and that's also on Raw though. I think and and Rollins is busy. I have a feeling Rollins is going to be facing. I, I my prediction with Rollins is going to be by the time this is over at Mania, we're going to have a big four way for the tag team titles with all four of the teams that are involved in their weird well, little feud. That's what I think is going to happen. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to say who you want to have opponents. I mean, the obvious thing is the Fiend, but I don't think they're going to put him in a title match. That's the thing. I don't no. think the Fiend is going to put him in a title match. And it's got to be someone who would benefit from beating John Cena. Like, massively. How about the new attitude Daniel Bryan? That would be fun. That would actually be fun. I like that idea, especially with the kind of the middle ground of D-Bryan right now. I mean, not not a face, not a heel. And now that Cena's not in the family anymore. Ooh, what did you think of that? The valid points. What do you think of of D-Bryan Cena? Mm, that could be interesting. We haven't done that in a long time. I think what was that like when right before the um, yes movement started was when we had Cena and Brian last time. And then so. have Daniel Bryan kick John Cena's ass. Brian beating Cena at WrestleMania <laughs> would be pretty big and big. So that way <laughs> Cena can do more beer commercials. Jeez, oh, got movies <laughs> to film, doesn't he? Is it? So. Brian lost his hair and Cena's gained it. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it went. That's yeah. where, wait a minute, that's, that's where the beard went to. Oh, <laughs> oh. I wonder where the fiend donated the hair to. There it is. <laughs> Black so Cena. Yeah, there you go. All right. Let's I'll continue. Uh, New Japan announced Wrestle Dynasty at MSG on August 22nd. Yes. Um, that's a big deal. They're going to be back at the garden. They're back at the garden. <laughs> that's a huge deal. Um, for those who, the date rings the bell for some reason, that's because it's head to head with NXT TakeOver Boston on SummerSlam weekend. Because, you know, nobody needs to sleep on big four weekends anymore, apparently. <laughs> nobody needs sleep. Who needs sleep? <laughs> I read something earlier. I don't know if it was true or not, but they were they were claiming that they booked that date by coincidence. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it was a coincidence that the G1 Supercard just so happened to be a WrestleMania weekend. Uh, like Joe Koff was claiming. Like Joe uh, Koff was claiming. <laughs> so, we had no idea there were things going Joe on. Joe Koff, on the record, on Jason Powell's podcast, The Boob, actually said that he cl- he says, oh, no, Supercard of Honor is always the first weekend of April. <laughs> I'm calling bull. It has nothing to do with WrestleMania weekend I, at all. I, I'm calling bullshit on that whole thing oh right God. there. They've been doing this at WrestleMania 20, and now they're trying to play coy. Like, uh, <laughs> you know. Anyway, big just, deal, though. Yeah, it is. You pan at the garden. A very is. big deal. If, if you can uh, sell out the garden or most of the garden. And you, can, you don't have to sell the whole thing out. Just, you can sell half the garden I mean, out and, I and mean, make it look good. Think, think about how there's going to be a feather in their cap. If they can sell out the garden though again. Oh, yeah. That would be huge. New so, Japan is going to be a force to reckon with. So, all right. Um, move on to um, AEW. Yes, AEW has confirmed Double or Nothing 2020 on May 23rd in Vegas. Yes, they're back. Big deal. Ta-da! Oh, it's a pretty big, big deal. Um, uh, apparently, Sal just sent me a picture of his bird eating his iPad. Sure. That's a thing. Wow. <laughs> breaking news. Is that, yeah. yeah, breaking news. iPad is now broken. Well, the funny part is, um, Sal sent a picture of me last week of his, of his bird eating his tattoo. So that was fun. Moving right along now. Anyway. Good Lord, that hurt. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, double nothing. We knew this was happening. It was just one of those confirmations. I was like, yay, this is official. Um, moving on, though, to a bigger, bigger AEW story that broke. Yeah, AEW officially signed Jeff Cobb. Yeah, and I hear the thing with this signing. 
I don't know what the hell this means. He on dynamite. He made a big deal out of him on dynamite. But also, he is part of the number one contendership team for the tag team title of the Ring of Honor. So I don't know what's going on. Dad, you, you love Jeff Cobb. So go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I love from New Japan and going into Ring of Honor, and for now EW get, getting him is a big feather in their cap because he's an up and coming star. I mean. For spoiler, he, for spoiler reasons, I'm not going to say why Jeff Cobb is on AEW this week because I don't want to spoil another thing for I mean, the show for Sal. You know, <laughs> but I'll just say that for for people that didn't get a really a chance to see him in Lucha because he was Matanza, <laughs> Matanza. But then when you know you see him in, in New I'm Japan, too, I went way too much wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you see him in New Japan in Ring of Honor. I mean, for a guy his size, you know, he can do pretty well and, and he's got good cardio so for AEW sign him as a feather in their cap for new talent and you know you can you utilize him almost anywhere and w- with him being in a heel group uh this is something that is going to be great for that organization um john what do you know about jeff Cobb? i mainly know him as matanza as matanza. you you mentioned before yeah and i am really impressed with what i've seen of him there and the little bit i saw of new japan because he's part of that like really cool new trend of like big guys who can really move yeah, like it's crazy some of the stuff he can do yeah, it's funny because there's a lot of rumors going on to come back coming to aw and this is the first big guy that's rumored to come here so it's a big mm. deal sal your thoughts yeah, it's uh, I've seen uh, I've seen some videos of him uh, on you know the YouTube and stuff like that, and it's 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 going to be interesting to watch him perform. Yeah, so All yeah, right. they they need a big guy or two, I think. AEW, I love him. It's it's my favorite show at the moment, but they haven't really got a lot of big wrestlers, and I know that's a sort of old school WWE WWF even stereotype. Oh, massive guys who can't go, but they need a couple of you know, impressive looking. I've been hearing things. I've been hearing things. So we'll find out more via closer in the next couple months. I mean, you can utilize him as like a... uh... I'm not going to say... No, no, don't spoil it. Don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. All right, I won't. I I was bad about the Nile Rose Day. I can't spoil this. All right. It's too big of a deal. All right, (laughs) Sal, move on. Uh, Apparently, um, WWE signed a whole bunch of people. Go. Yeah. Uh, WWE signed uh, Timothy Thatcher Killer Cross, uh, Aja Pereira as a referee, and The Rock's daughter, Simone Johnson, to contracts. <laughs> that's a mix of people right there. Um, hell yeah. That's a hell of a mix of people. Um, Timothy Thatcher, I uh, know we saw him in MLW, yes. and that's a big deal. It's pretty yes. cool. Yes. Um, Killer Cross, who is an impact, who is also in, who's um, either engaged or married to Scarlett Bordeaux, who was in NXT. Uh, I don't know. Oh, really? I didn't know that. What was that? I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Audrey Perra, I don't know much about Audrey Perra, but apparently she's a big yeah, deal in the Indies. Yeah. I don't know who she is. And Simone Johnson, um, <laughs> The Rock. Oh, well, we'll start there. Um, the Rock's daughter is well, <laughs> WWE. All right, let me let me put this into perspective. Rock's daughter, starting out at Performance Center, and I'm sure you know, she'll get on NXT. How, do you think, and I'm putting this out there, how much is Dad going to have hands-on on this? I, I doubt it. He's going to trust the performance center. The performance center is amazing. Like, yeah. But if, yeah, if, I, yeah. if, if Simone Johnson gets on television for Casey Catanzaro, I'm going to be very pissed off. I, I can see it happening. And that's, and that's the whole thing that I'm kind of worried about is because of her lineage and Dad and everything that she's going to get an unfair push and – 
that's the case, then her wrestling career is going to be going down to Flusher before it even started. John, you were saying? Yeah, well, it, it is unfair, actually, you're saying, because it, it's unfair to her, because she probably legitimately wants to give this a go and wants to learn and train. But you know what WWE are like. They're probably just going to go, let's capitalize on this while we can. Let's make a move. Let's make money off her name and face for five seconds and then get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, and become the fourth generation. That's what mm. they want. They want the fourth generation. Sal, any thoughts? Um, I hope it leads oh, to good Sal. things. Hopefully she does well and trains and puts the time in. But it also brings up that thing of like NXT. It, to me, now that it's got the extra hour and things, it's a strange show because is it a normal wrestling show or is it developmental? Or both. Or a little both. Or both. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sal, you were saying? Uh, I, I was just saying, I mean, you know, when when Charlotte Flair came along, I mean, we all had the same worries, and, uh, you know, she turned out all right. So, you know. <laughs> uh, and, uh, she did okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. And I'm sure she's been training, you know, for a couple of years at least already before signing, so... Uh, and you know she's got a really good coach, so hopefully, uh, hopefully she'll turn out okay too. Oh yeah, I mean, when Charlotte came up, and you know, Dad had a little bit of a hand in it. I'm sure that they told him not to get too much involved. He was probably too drunk to care. <laughs> but you know, I I can see uh, Dwayne kind of help myself, kind of like working hand in hand. I can't. To... See, I don't think he's, too, think he's too busy for that. No, I think Dwayne is well, too busy for that. Well, here's the thing. This is his daughter. I know, okay? but I think yeah. he's too. But He's the busiest. I understand. I'm sure he's his kid. I know, but still. He'll carve out some time to be with his daughter to make sure everything is going right and she's doing the the moves and practicing and and running the ropes and stuff. I don't think he'll have the time as much as you think he will. Proud (laughs) proud Papa's not going to basically have his hand in something? He hasn't even been interviewed for WWE for this yet. Come on. He has has not. (laughs) Anyway, Timothy Thatcher, Killer Cross, Audrey Anything you want to say about any of them? Thatcher, the reason why he got signed for WWE. So he did go to AEW. Bingo. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if this is Vince's way of trying to block talent from going to a place that they want to go to, then he has succeeded. Now, here's the thing. Is your talent going to work for you or are they going to work against you? Because here's the, if they're not happy with what you're doing, and they were happy you're going to go to another place, they're not going to be productive for your company. So, all right, and Killer Cross obviously came over and Scarlet and everything. That's a big deal. I can't wait to see him on television. Um, I, I expect his name to be changed because there's no way in hell everybody's going to have something on their roster with the name Killer in his name. That's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, possible. Oh, I, I have an affinity to him solely because of the name, though, because it sounds so much like Killer Croc, the Batman character. And I just yeah, yeah, him. there you go. <laughs> He'd been waiting an hour to try to get a Batman reference. Oh yeah, <laughs> He's waiting an hour to do something like that. All right, well, last news story just broke broke like yesterday. Uh, yeah, ROH announced that they will be replacing the Women of Honor Championship with the ROH Women's World Championship at. Quest for Gold on April 24th. I, I like the fact that Marty Scroll, now running Ring of Honor, decides the Women of Honor Championship is dumb. We don't have a champion right now. So let me get rid of this dumb belt and actually rename it to something people could actually think of. Like, it goes up there with every other women's championship. I actually like this better. 
Um, Dad, you watch Ring of Honor closer than I do. What do you think? I think that, number one, uh, Marty Skrull has improved on the product, and he knows. We said after one episode. And he knows what direction to take the company in, and he knows what needs to be done. And it, it, this is going to be slow going because you're still going to have people there from before that basically kind of say, yeah, okay, whatever. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Show me, show me, show me. Prove it. Well, he is going to prove it. You just got to give him time. I know. It's gotta, gotta give him time. I'm willing to give him a chance. Right. You got to give him time and the ability to basically talk to the, the talent and say, this is the direction I want to take the product to. You're either with me or you're not with me. All right. Let's get to some on-TV stuff that's gone on in the last couple of weeks here. Um, first of all, John Moxley, this motherfucker, goes to the pain. He's still wearing his eye patch. <laughs> He's still wearing his eye patch. Are we, are we allowed to talk about that, or is it a spoiler? Um, this, um, the John Moxley's my eye patch thing? Yeah. We can talk about John Moxley's eye patch. Okay, thing. because <laughs> I said earlier, AEW is my favorite at the moment. It, it is, I'm a mark, you know. But um, the one thing I don't like about it is something WWE's been better at lately, actually, is uh, making injuries believable. Because I don't for one minute buy that he got stabbed in the eye. Like, that's stupid. You'd be arrested. <laughs> so, not even stabbed by the eye. Stabbed by the eye with a piece of Jericho's jacket. But makes it even more yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> makes it even more ridiculous. No, no, you guys got it wrong. It, it's stupid. It's crazy. If you're going to be ridiculous and crazy, you've got to go the whole way. You've got to we'll do a lucha underground. I'll talk about some weird shit in a minute. <laughs> not here. <laughs> you, you guys don't realize... Moxley's trying to basically get in touch with his inner Nick Fury. Oh God! Yeah, he was a pirate, like on the pirate ship. When he was a pirate ship, and he was being a pirate, which is hysterical. I mean, anyone is that? Go watch the Jericho Cruise episode of him being a pirate. That was hysterical. Hell yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but anyway, Mo Moxley karaoke. Mox, no, Mo no, Moxley on a pirate, acting like a pirate when he was coming out, jumping, jumping down the um in the audience on the uh, ship. That was, uh, that was hysterical. Uh. But anyway, um, so Moxley goes to Japan. To defend, he had a couple of shows in Japan. He wears the eye patch for three shows in Japan. They <laughs> fell off in the middle of each show, which is hysterical <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, including a tag match where he tagged with Okada, by the way. So that happened, by the way, two years ago. That happened. So anyway, so Moxie mm. retained the IWGP. Retained the IWGP United States Championship against Mazzaro Suzuki. That's a shock on its own right. Apparently, I would love to know what his New Japan contract is. <laughs> Yeah, he just turns up every now and then when he feels like it. And he's their champion. He's, he yeah. he he's their Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! But it depends it more once every thirty days. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, let me think about this here. Okay, AEW New Japan, and he's got a belt from New Japan. Yes, huh. and he's going for the big belt in AEW. So do, do you see Okada making an appearance at no, AEW? Not anytime soon. Well, there you go. Oh, oh my god! They're gonna get they were going to get Okada. <laughs> anyway, then he was attacked by one Zack Sabar Jr. <laughs> and we're doing Moxley Sabar Jr. And damn it to hell, now I'm going to have to watch a Zack Sabar Jr. match. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Sabar Jr., the submission specialist. I, 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 John, I don't like Zack Sabar Jr. personally. I don't like the guy. <laughs> I just don't like him. Oh, I could, I could tell there. Like, I, I, I like him, but my, uh, my best friend Gaz, who is a big wrestling fan, he cannot stand to even look at him. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't want to look at you. 
I find him interesting. That, that's the thing with Zach Seymour Jr. He's the is, middle ground with the guy. I mean, <laughs> he, he comes off as cocky and arrogant, but he's got the tools to back it up. I could deal with cocky and arrogant. Yeah. I can't deal with boredom, and his matches bore me most of the time. So, <laughs> wow. He he needs a character, I think. He needs a gimmick, because at the moment, yeah, he's he's very good at his submissions and whatnot. But there's there's nothing to him. He needs a little bit more of, you know, uh, something, a zhuzh. Yes, that's a word. I like I like that word. I got so it. Hopefully, Mox can bring out the personality out of Saber Junior. Zach Saber Junior needs a female manager. He just needs yeah, that'd something. be good. Yeah. Well, the only female manager is in the Bullet Club right now, so that's the only female manager in New Japan. So. Yeah, they're not the best at representing women in New Japan, are they? As amazing oh. as their shows are. I know. So anyway, moving on. I, okay, okay. I just want to make an announcement real fast. But you say this all the time with the Saudi Arabia shows that we're not going to cover it on here. But this time we actually <laughs> aren't. Because um, in two weeks when this show is happening, we're actually recording. So we're our show <laughs> while the preview revolution. While this is going on, we're recording. So like. We're not going to be able to preview the show that we're actually going on while we're doing our show. So, I just wanted to make a quick comment on one of the matches announced for Super Showdown. And that would be The Fiend versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. And our reaction of, what the fuck are we doing, Sal? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it, it's crazy. I, I, I don't mind Goldberg showing up. I actually defend that. But not fighting for the title. Come on. I think... People just want to see Goldberg kick the fiend's ass. Ugh. The other way around. <laughs> I don't know. Is he gonna like have a tattoo on 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 himself that basically is gonna mock Goldberg? Or... I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I one thing I will see credit the most hilarious part about this is Goldberg's doing this big announcement on SmackDown, and Todd, on through seeing this, just find this. Um, fiend interrupts him. Oh, sorry, Bray Wyatt interrupts him. Were for a um, Firefly Funhouse news brief, <laughs> and they had a they had a ticker on the bottom of news updates from the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> that was hilarious. It was with great graphics on that. Though. It was hilarious yeah. to the point where um Bradley Robert, by the way, died again in the ticker at the age of twenty seven. Oh no! <laughs> Again, God, he he dies more than Kenny and South Park. I swear. Um, <laughs> I kind of like how they did the interview with Goldberg, and he's in his like slash garage workout area. Oh, like, people were pissed because they advertised Goldberg for SmackDown, and he wasn't there. So <laughs> we're really by satellite. Well, <laughs> yeah, live via satellite. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway. Um, I don't know why the fuck this is happening. And by the way, I, Sal, I always joke that the, I mainly watch Saudi Arabia shows just so at the end of the year I have a worse match to talk about. And I always feel like this will be that. So, <laughs> I have a yeah. question to throw out there. Go ahead. Why the fuck is that happening? I don't know. No. Well, that's <laughs> it seems like they want to... Why the money? Why do you the money? I don't know. <laughs> it seems like you want to put every type of match as a title match for this card except for the Roman Reigns one. I, I'm just mystified. Why? Because of money. Yeah. <laughs> can you give me the money? I can do something more productive with it. <laughs> they don't care about quality on these Saudi Arabia shows. They but just they want to just put all the stars the on. They yeah. make the prince yeah. happy. So that's about it. Uh, what is a prince like, what, three? 
Uh, so, <laughs> apparently he's caught in the 80s from when I was there last time. Remember, this is the same guy, and I swear to God, and before we never heard it, I know I brought this up on the show, but I'm never going to dump again, because it made me laugh every time. When the Saudi Arabia, when the Saudi prince first wanted the first super showdown, he actually asked for the ultimate warrior and Andre the Giant. That is not a joke. <laughs> that actually happened. He did not know they were dead. <laughs> he just needs to play some video games. You can just put those wait, characters wait. right in there if they're not <laughs> available. That's a true story. Too much sand in his head. Or I could what? not believe that one. That that's a true story. All right, moving on. Um, so, so John John made a hint to Wacky that said how you can chuck it have some fun. <laughs> and oh. weird shit that happens in WWE television. Shayna Baszler. By the way, I called attacking Becky Lynch after her match with Oscar. I called that. We did. I, I, I bet you it. didn't call the next okay. bit. No, I did not call that she was going to bite her on the neck and have big blood everywhere. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I know. Sheena saw Twilight. I actually like that. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Sheena saw Twilight and she wanted to kind of reenact it. Somebody said Paul Heyman yeah. watched a Mike Tyson documentary before all this. Oh, God. <laughs> See, that's why I liked it though, because it was to me it was at least vaguely believable. Because I have seen it happen with Mike Tyson. Oh jeez! <laughs> I know I, that people do but, this. What's really weird is when she actually attacked her. You saw a little blood, and all of a sudden, as Becky's coming out, there was like more blood. Her hands were more bloody. Everything like that. And my thing is, the referee at one point took his gloves off, and then put them back on. My thing is. Number one, you should have taken them off in the first place. Because uh, if you really want to sell <sighs> that this, was funny. That was leave funny. the gloves on. That was pretty funny. Um, by the way, I give Becky credit, by the way. Apparently the next day, at, um, they did a WrestleMania 37 press conference. We covered that. And um, she was actually wearing a bandage on her neck. At the press Hell yeah. So, so you've got to be that dedicated. I give, her credit for that. I give her credit for that. Sal, you were trying to jump in. Go ahead. Sal, you there? Hello. You there? Hi. Hello. You were going to jump in about Shayna. Go. Uh, it was, it was just bad. I'm sorry. I just I can't. The fake blood, the 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 Grand Theft Auto style stealing of the ambulance. Like uh, I personally love the I personally love the I'm going to steal the ambulance and then I'm going to drive myself to the hospital, hospital. and then I'm going to drive back and then I'm going to say, Hey, I got drugs and I'm feeling great. I actually just said that in the ring. <laughs> Oh, I just have one question. Oh, how did it not end, by the way, with Shada not coming back out? <laughs> that was my question. <sighs> yeah, I mean, if I you're going to call someone out, then Why have someone come out. Shada coming back out, and there was no explanation for it. That's made it even better. There was no explanation. So are they going to make Shana's character like pat, part vampire or something? I, I, or it what? sounds like it. <laughs> sure sounds like it's it's, it's a reboot of Gangrel. Oh, jeez. Oh, there she's we go. Here we go. The, brood. the new... We, but we're going to have a female brood. That's why you bring up the horsewomen from NXT. Yeah. <laughs> the new brood. That is... When did you get Marina away from this weird, Roddy Velveteen dream storyline? Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. For um, John, that'll make a lot more sense when you watch this with NXT. That'll make a lot more sense. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, but are you stealing someone else's gimmick? So, so anyway... And of course, we, and we, as we make a note, we already brought up Nyla Rose and Rio. We were talking about that. So Matt Hardy was written off TV this week. Um, he came out to um, confront Orton about Edge, which I loved, by the way. I love the fact that they played off their history and they mm. talked about it. And then um, Randy Orton compared him out of the company, pretty much. Yep. Because um, his contract expires on March 1st, and it sounds like he's going to AEW. Um, Sal, your thoughts? Um, 
I wish that he had a better send off if that was you know if this is the the case. Um, and his tweet really showed that that was it. Um, so I, I just I wish they handled it a little bit better towards the end. I mean, him just pretty much losing to everybody and then getting hit in the face of the chair really just doesn't do it for me. My thing is, is uh, is brother going to follow him to AEW? No, because he's got like three or four months outside his contract because of his injuries and his drug issues. So he's not leaving anytime soon. <laughs> Um, and actually, I think it's just better off if they're separated right now, I think, to be honest with you. John, thoughts? Yeah, it's a shame to see him leave that way. But again, WWE have a trend of this. They don't like to give people a, a nice send-off, a deserved send-off, usually, if, if they think they're going somewhere else. Uh, but I'm excited to see him go to AEW. I don't think he should be challenging for, like, world championships or anything, but he's got a lot to teach I, I, people. Have you heard the rumor? Have you heard the rumor? Did that hurt which one? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> that would be perfect. That would be a great use of him, I think. I think it'd be delete, great. delete, delete. He's got to be broken delete. though. Yeah. Well, He's well, be I broken. I did some um, I did some research on this. So, the reason they changed him to Woken is because technically Matt owns the broken Matt character. Mm. Matt does own it because Impact gave it to him. So he could be broken Matt in AW if he wants to be. So that's a good thing. What about broken yes. What? Can he be broken Woken? No, he can't be Woken anything. So there's <laughs> be only that. Right. There's only that. So that's it. That's everything. Um, anyone anyone have any other thoughts on Nyla winning the title? Because I know we were talking about the other end of it. But anyone actually thought on Nyla actually winning the title, Sal? Um, I mean, it, it, a change needed to be made because I was completely bored with her being champ. So mm. uh, it, it'll make for more interesting storylines. John? Yeah, Rio seems like the kind of character to me who would always be better chasing the belt. Right. But then, well, once she gets it, it's like, well, it's not that interesting anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, agree. <laughs> I agree. And I have to say, in town, you'll see this: the Rio Nyla match was amazing. Oh, it was the best women's match they found in AEW. Like by far the best one. It's because mm. they let Rio be Rio. They didn't have her like dominating. They had her be dominated, but play from behind, which is the important part of a character like hers. And it's well done. But Nyla, I thought it was great that she won the title. And by the way, the crowd was so freaking happy that this match it was great. Dad, any thoughts yeah. on this? My thing is, is who's going to be the number one contender to go against her then? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. I honestly don't know because the way the crowd treated her, I think she turned face. Yeah, during the show. You know, it's I, that's I, the way the crowd treated it. And and that's the whole thing is if she's turning face, who you put her against and, you know, and – other challenges that are going to come her way. I'm I'm happy for her success, and, and I'm. It, to me, it's about time she finally got the belt on. Now let's just run with it and see what we can do with the program on her. And I don't. For me, I don't think there's going to be any obstacles standing in her way. And if there are, then you know, if you don't like it, leave. All right, that's all the news and backup stuff that's gone on. It's always been a busy week. So let's get into NXT. Take over Portland. This is um Poppy. Still the crown. Yes. Poppy is um. This is this is the same Poppy. 
Yes, man. The same Poppy from uh, Trolls. Yes. Um, so Poppy's actually performing live at Takeover. That was announced this week. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, See, I I was already like, I liked Poppy already. It's not normally my kind of music, but I like a whole shtick. Like if you watch her videos online, there's something not right about her, but in the best way. Like she's very strange. <laughs> So well, that we'll, <laughs> we'll see more of Poppy on um, TakeOver. So let's get to the card. Let's press the bottom to the top. This is a stack. They have six matches. This is the most TakeOver matches they've had in a long time. All right, we'll start with the street fight between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox for finally getting the culmination of this feud. Um, I'm looking forward to this a lot. Um, John, who do you think? Who, how is this match going to go? Who's winning? Oh, oh, that's a tough one. I can't. I think it's got to go to Dakota Kai, right? I can't see Tegan winning it. Um, they now, seem to want to really be pushing Dakota to me. Mm-hmm. And now, it's a street fight. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be Dakota Kai. I think it's going to be Dakota Kai also. Yeah. I, I mean, do you, the only thing I can see, would do you see a doing a program between her and Bianca Belair? Um, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Because Bianca right now is... I, we'll get to Bianca. We'll get to Bianca in a few minutes. Okay. Bianca's in the other match later okay. on. I will get to her. I have an opinion on her later. <laughs> um, right. Dakota's winning this match. I, I hope it's a good one. I hope it opens the show. Honestly. Yeah, I hope it opens the show. Straight up. Like, this is going to be great. That'd be a really fun way to start a show. Yeah. You, you don't normally put this kind of a match on first, but I think it would work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, 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 there's only like two matches on this whole show I think should open. This is one of the ones I think should open the show. Um, mm. By the way, this is the first time that we're having a um, two women's matches on a card um, in about two years <laughs> because Whoa. of um, since Asuka's Asuka, I mean, Phoenix Street started against, oh my Emma, God. against Emma. So <laughs> that's how long we've had a two women's matches on the um, TakeOver card. So, all right, let's get to the championship matches. We have NXT Tag Team Championship, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. And um, we have the Broser Weights. Matt Riddle <laughs> and Pete Dunne. And the question I have is how much fish can Bobby, Bobby Fish fry and Bobby Fish can fry fish, Sal? Uh, what? <laughs> how do you answer that? Wait, wait, wait. Um, is, it, is it an all-you-can-eat buffet? <laughs> My answer is a half dozen. I'm more impressed that I got that out in one shot. <laughs> you know, yeah, good work. You know, I think he's got a 33 and a third percent chance of doing this. By the way, I want to make a note that that's actually a t-shirt now. That's just actually the t-shirt now. You're uh, kidding. <laughs> they premiered that last night during NXT. It's actually a t-shirt. Wow. Um, so, so they're going for the Jericho thing of, like, quick, make a meme t-shirt as fast as possible. <laughs> Matt Riddle said something and become the shirt. Um, so that's no. that. I love the Broser weights. I love them so I much. I love them. They're so much fun. And, and their boots? Um, they're together in a circle. Can I make a note though? Um, I know um, John hasn't seen this yet. Wait until you watch NXT and the Broseway is going on a road trip. I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> a road trip to Portland. That happens. It's so good. Because <laughs> Pete, Pete Dunne is so perfect at keeping just a straight face. Like he is that. not impressed with I Matt Riddle. And he does it. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. All of this. Like, it's amazing <laughs> to me. He makes a great straight man. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so. I hope. With some, let's talk about the match now, though. Do we see the Broserweights winning the tag team title? That's yes. Oh, 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 Sal, Sal, go ahead. Yes, 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 because, yes. I, I'm, yes. I, I, we need a change. I'm tired of, of, of uh, Undisputed Era being champion, <laughs> and we need some comedy, 
And yes. Okay. Bruiserweights win the tag team titles. Not that. I'm oh yeah, de- definitely. I mean, they're hot. Uh, they're going to get a big push, and they seem like they're heading in the right direction. It would be a mistake not to put the belts on them because then you're going to have people kind of look at you like they've come so far, and now they're not going to get the brass ring. Come on. Um, <laughs> um, John? See, I want them to win, and I think they will, but I, there's a small part of me that's thinking as well, maybe this is going to be the way they kick off a program between them that's going to keep going. I don't want it to, because I agree. I'm a little bit bored of them as champions. I love them. They're great, but we, we do need to mix it up. I'm just worried they won't uh, think the same as us. Um, I, I actually have a weird feeling. I'm just pure is not leaving with belts when this whole night is done. That's just my, I'm a spoiler for mm. later on, but that's just my personal opinion. I think it's time to get all the belts off them. So, yeah, Bruiser White's tag team I'd champions. like that, yeah. Um, let's move on to a match. I'm, I'm not, I'm not even low key. I love this feud. I love oh, this yeah. feud. I love this feud since their first match. It is a North American Championship match. It is Keith Lee against Dominic Dodjakovic, and they are, they are, they are promoting this as their final match of their feud. Oh my God, this is gonna be amazing. Um, Sal. Um, yeah, I think Keith is gonna retain. Yeah, I expect Keith Lee to retain, but this is going to be amazing, John. We're all going to be in agreement again, aren't we? Yeah, I think Keith will retain. Uh, I'm very excited, though, because, well, when Dominic joined, I'd seen him in Ring of Honor, and he was fine. He was okay. So I didn't expect much from him, but he just gets better every week. It's crazy. I can't believe how good these matches have been. (laughs) Yeah. Dirk. Oh, God. How can I say this? They are both at a pinnacle right now, at the peak where the careers are, are just going gangbusters, and they're, mm. they complement each other so well. And, and, and Keith Lee is another big man that can move really quick for his size and being agile. Um, yeah, Keith is going to hang on to the belt, but my thing is, between these two guys, who's going to get the call up first to the main roster? I mean, they're both great. And who do you pick? Um, nobody, because I think you, you know, you hopefully nobody. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> nobody, because there there is no call ups anymore. Um, <laughs> but um, no, seriously, I think this is gonna be amazing. Um, let's move on to another match that could steal the night. It is Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. We're finally getting this match. Uh, <laughs> this should be fun. Um, yeah, won't you start? I gotta go with Johnny. I, my heart's gonna go with Johnny for everything that's going down. Uh, and uh, this is going to be a great match, and I can see this going probably more than 15. At least, at least. Um, I'm torn on this one. My, my brain is telling me to go. My heart is actually telling me to go Johnny. I, I love Johnny. He needs a big win at TakeOver again. But at the same time, I can see them giving this to Finn, and they continuing their feud. I'm going to lean towards Finn, but hope Johnny wins. I'm going to lean towards Finn as my official pick, though. Sal? Hmm. I'm torn. Um, I I'm gonna go to the opposite. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I would want Finn to win, but I think it's gonna be Johnny. Okay, that makes sense. Um, John. Oh yeah, we're all different on this one because I am obsessed with Finn Balor. He's in my top three, I think, wrestlers at the moment, and has been for years. I'm biased, um, so I want Finn to win. I think Finn will win as well, just because. 
I don't know, Johnny, to me, he's always great when he's getting beaten. But I get you. Yeah, when he's losing and he's he's trying, he's he's scratching and clawing. I want him to lose, if anything, to keep this going. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, let's move on to one of the most obvious matches of this entire thing: NXT Women's Championship. Look at that—they added women's back to the belts. Um, uh, it did. <laughs> Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair. Oh. Uh, it is such an oh, obvious yeah. pick here. But I am going to throw something out here that I was thinking of. That Charlotte interferes, and we end up having a triple threat between these three, men, these three women at WrestleMania. Mm. Um, Sal, what do you think? Um, that's an interesting thing. I didn't think of that part. Uh, but, yeah, I, I I think it's pretty obvious that Ripley is going to retain because of WrestleMania. Uh, but I also think that it's because Bianca will probably join her her boyfriend on Raw soon. Um, husband. Husband. Oh, husband. Sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, John, what do you think? I'm, I'm giving it to Rhea as well. Uh, both because I think she'll win and because she is my beloved. I am, <laughs> I am obsessed with Rhea Ripley. Um, Congratulations. Uh, well, yes, we're, we're getting married soon. Uh, no. <laughs> but, um, no, I, she's, she's going to retain. I, I do like the way, though, because it seemed so obvious and cut and dry, and like, well, what's the point in this match? But the, in the last couple of weeks on NXT, they've kept uh, bringing Bianca in in a way that makes you think maybe she has a chance. That they've done well at putting that little seed in your mind when it could be just like, oh well, just get her out of the way as fast as possible. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it's interesting. It's gonna be fun. I, I'm looking has, forward to it. Has Charlotte? Figured out which belt she wants to go for yet? Yeah, she, it, no, but it's going to be NXT. It's obvious. It's okay. obvious what I we're mean, doing. I, I mean, it's obvious what we're doing. Right. I mean, it's and obvious. I, it's, it's one of those you can't make that announcement until after the show because Rhea is defending it. I mean, it's simple as that. Here's the thing. If if it becomes a triple threat, like everyone's saying. Well, no, saying that. I was just throwing that out there. Nobody's actually saying that. I was just throwing that out in my prediction. I can see all these women being good for each other and basically making each other shine in their own way. And hopefully that when this match, if it happens, uh, is going to show what each of them can do. And I'm I'm pulling my heart is pulling for Rhea Ripley because to me she's going to take the women's uh, division into another direction. All right. Finally, we have NXT Championship. We have Adam Cole defending against Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa looking for Goldie. Friend um, of the show. <laughs> friend of the show, yes. Um, hometown boy. Yes, hometown boy. I, I'm going to start with this one. And I said at the beginning that I think I screwed going to leave with no belt. And this is the culmination of that. Tommaso Ciampa wins the NXT Championship. He gets Goldie back. Mm. Um, I, I, I almost can't help but think the Undisputed Era might be moving up somewhere eventually. I don't know. But... I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Sal, you go. Um, I agree. I, I, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna have Tommaso win his title back, and yeah, I, I, I think it's time for Undisputed Era to move on to you know the one of the bigger shows, um, possibly Raw for you know to help with ratings or whatever the case is. Um, so yeah, I, I, I see another title change. Um, John. 
exactly the same. It's Tommaso's time to get it back now. It's been it's been long enough. Come on, we need it. We need Tommaso. And I don't want to be too controversial, but uh, I I like Adam Cole, but I don't like him as the as the main champion on on whatever brand he's on. I I actually like the rest of the undisputed era more. Oh wow! Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> interesting thought. Um, Dad, your thoughts on the match? It's Tommaso's time to get a goalie back, and uh, you know, to me, Adam Cole is kind of a stagnant champion. I mean, you know, you look at him and it's like, okay, medical baby, that's great. Okay, you do the same thing, same thing, same thing. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: it's time for a change. It's due for a change. Do I see Cole going up into like SmackDown or Raw? I don't think at this time yet because I don't see him in that level competing against the other talent from those shows. I thought I thought Cole looked great down when he was on SmackDown. I mean, here's the thing. I, I mean, I'll give an example. Do you see Cole going against someone like Drew McIntyre? Maybe. I, I don't think yes it, or no. I don't think right now is the time as of right now. If you give it like six months down the road, I can see it happening, but you got to repackage his gimmick because it's just stagnant. Well, I don't think you're going to do that because it's too popular. It's way too popular. Well, that's NXT TakeOver. That is this, um, that's actually this Sunday. It's weird to say Sunday instead of Saturday. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm still having a hard time saying Sunday instead of Saturday. <laughs> so, well, that is that. Um, that's, that is it. We'll wrap things up. Uh, we wrapped it up a little early today. I like it. So, let's do that. I, I, I'm not quite sure how I went so long not playing this song. I actually love this song. So, um, <laughs> it's fitting for Valentine's Day to close with, um, all my cheerleader. So before we get into everything, um, let's, let's get out of here, Sal. For more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, go to BlakeAndSalsa.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and comment and rating a review. We're reading it on the show, Sal. Uh, yeah, we're also a part of the Club KP community on Facebook. You can uh, go ahead and search the show and uh, join and interact with all of us. Um, next week, we're going to try to catch up on some other non-wrestling stuff, including I want to talk about the XFL. And yes. we'll with the XFL. I want to talk about Ovechkin eventually here because his drive yes. to 700 is happening and you drive to get to Gretzky, which is a big deal. Um, and anything else going on? I mean, you're having a takeover, so there's got to be something bound to come out of this. Um, John, why don't you do your plugs in? Yeah, I host, well, co host a podcast called Bat Minute where me and Niall go through the Batman movies and talk about them one minute at a time, which, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, Blake, is an insanely stupid thing to do. <laughs> it's oh. ridiculous. Um, five minutes now. I'm doing five minutes now. So <laughs> you, can find the, you can find us anywhere. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's a website, thebatminute.com, just in case you thought there was another one. And uh, I have another podcast as well where I talk about the movie Hedvig and the Angry Inch, which is called Ooh. Hedvig Inch by Angry Inch. Uh, so you can come and check that out as well if you're so inclined. I have a question for you. Mm. What does he think about the new face of the new Batman? Oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Ah, I I really like it because over the years since the awful Twilight, he has <laughs> redeemed himself. He doesn't want anything to do with any of that. He's trying to be a proper actor. He's trying to be in like lots of big, not big, like uh, art movies. Uh, he was in The Lighthouse recently, which I really enjoyed. It's not for everybody. It's a creepy, weird, atmospheric, kind of arty 
I don't even want to call it a horror. It leans into a horror thriller, let's say, uh, where he plays like a, a salty sea dog <laughs> and things like that, you know. So he's going for those kind of roles, and I think he's going to show what he can do in Batman. He's going to be he's going to be good. Don't worry. Trust right. trust no, in him. No worries. <laughs> All right. Um, Dad, do your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and please, no matter where you are, if you have a local independent wrestling organization, please patronize them. Show them some love. These are young men and women that are coming up. They're going to be the future in the world of sports entertainment and professional wrestling. These are young women that are breaking their balls to make it big. So, hey, go see them. They're going to do great, amazing things and patronize their business because this is the future. And as always, it's been your pleasure. All right. That all being said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show. Um, have a good day, everybody. See ya. Bye. Have a good week. <laughs> hey. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bye.